Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date Mailbag Edition. I'm Asura. And I'm Carol. I'm a British official. And I'm George Washington's wife. Carol Washington. That's right. Um, that's from that great Japanese comic about the Revolutionary War or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a mailbag week, everybody. Um, it sure is. Did anyone send us mail? I hope so. We got, uh, we got some tweets. Uh, we didn't get any... We didn't get any emails. Hey, what's up? Uh, what's up with that guy? Uh, uh, Barry, that's his name. How come he doesn't send us more um, crazy hiding from security, hiding under a blanket messages? And then how come I ain't seen a murder report in a long time? Hey, yeah, that's what I'm really worried about. Is there any? Okay, so it's okay. Here, here's my question: Is Shannon alive? <laughs> so there hasn't been a murder report. In just like in a bit. Yeah. And then also, she kind of owes me a letter for, for some time. Like maybe she's, maybe Uh-oh. she's not alive. Um, although, well, what was her most recent? I guess she messaged me on February 6th, but he could have been logging in to her machine. Uh-oh. Now I really see what you're getting at. This Are you accusing Barry of something? I think that her body is in a boat that got sunk, and it's in the bottom of a fen or something. Oh, good. They got those in England, I think. I don't know. Probably. They had them in Boston. Yeah. That's pretty much the same. They were mostly just covered in goose poop. Boston is our England. I think it is. Carol? Why, thank you. Uh, Yeah. I, I too, well, I am of two minds about it. If they, if it turns out that they released Murder We Pod during our taping of this episode, I would then be on the hook to watch that also. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It usually does so, coincide. If, you know, in if they way. wanted to wait like just exactly one week, that'd be choice, but they could, I'd, I want to see it again. Katie started watching Murder, she wrote. Yeah. See, so got someone else in now, roped them yeah. in. So, uh, she, as far as I know, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I think she is afraid of all things associated with them because of your drop for his audio segment. <laughs> he which, just talks like that all the time. Would, no, well, no, no. Your the the oh, uh, the music. Call me maybe. Well, uh, in bagpipes, which she super hates. Um, I told her you hate it too, and that's why you take off your headphones. But she's not usually listening in headphones, and so she has no relief. Yeah, I really shouldn't. I shouldn't have made that drop. I should have made it better. It's, it's a real crime. Hard but, to listen to. But, you know, it's right here on the soundboard. I'm just saying, it's been a long time. It's been a long fucking time. I've been caught up for a long time. I sent my notes a long time ago. So, yeah. Let's get another one of these. It's still the the uh, hero, jazz heroin epidemic in New Orleans until <laughs> the next episode, right? Yes, it is. It was a okay, brilliant cool. episode. Cool, cool. Uh, should we do the mailbag, or did he have something for therapy? Mm, boy, um, nothing really going on in my personal, my personal times. Good. 
personal times. Um, yeah, no, I got nothing. We can mailbag it. All right, let's do that. Let's double bag it. Mailbag by brother date. In case it leaks. On the 4th, Ryan wrote uh, at brother date, so um, was Odo the bag or the latinum? Yeah, well, I assume he was all of it. But I don't know how, because if any part of him separates from the other part. There's a couple of questions. Uh, let, if he was just the bag. Yeah. I didn't hear the latinum all fall on the floor. It's just inside him still, maybe? Is it inside him? And if so, is he embezzling? <laughs> is Quark ever going to get that latinum back? What's the economy? Is he going to show up? Is he going to show up? Of course, like, so where's my latinum? And I'm just going to say, I was the whole thing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. Pro- prove, prove me wrong, Quark. Yeah, my word against yours. Um, yeah, because he can't be all of it. Because we've been told that he can't be two discrete things. I don't think anyone takes the latinum out of the bag in that one. No, it would have to be, but it would have to be like connected to the bag in some way. Yeah, or yeah else. but for sure, what if the guy had wanted to check it out? He'd, he'd check out a bag of goo. <laughs> then he'd, he'd pull the latinum out of the bag, and then the latinum would just turn into a big blob yeah. in his hand. And that would give it away. But they didn't get a chance because Worf was so dumb. But it's a really good question. He, I guess, I guess he has to be the bag, and he's hiding that latinum in his butt or something. Yeah, it's just inside him for now. Yeah, that's the only explanation that makes sense. I wish he'd hear it jangle around just as a little Easter egg. Like a couple of them are still touching each other inside of him. But and when he no takes one a step, writes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one who writes for the show knows the answer to what Odo is. So if only somebody had ever thought about it, that'd been cool. I'm the coolest. On the fifth, that's too much to ask. It's just too much to ask, right? They would have done it bad. So part of me's glad they didn't do it. But or maybe it's like. Uh, Ian, there, maybe there's a DS9 writer's bible and it specifically lays this stuff out and it just got ignored. That's the other possibility, right? I don't think there was a bible. There was a super book that they mentioned, but I don't know. <laughs> well. I don't know if that's the same thing. But that was mostly to you know tell the story about Moses' leading the Egyptians out of... Oh, uh, so that was... The, the Hebrews out of Egypt. It was the same one they were using on TOS then. Yeah, that's correct. Super okay. book. Uh, on the fifth, Shannon writes at Brother Date, have you seen this YouTube channel? This guy makes knives out of bizarre materials. It's hey. a satisfying mix of ASMR, surrealism, machining, and chemistry. Didn't we talk about this on the pod at some point? I don't know if we've talked about the channel Kiwami Japan on the pod. Uh, it is not new to me. I think we have at least briefly mentioned we watched a guy who made knives out of stuff, but maybe right. not. I don't know. Um... I presented it to you some time ago. Mm-hmm. I think you found it unsavory, what he does to cucumbers at the end. <laughs> yes. Uh, I would recommend to you and all of our uh, all of our listeners to maybe think hard before you watch the one that came out this week where he makes it out of chocolate. It's, uh, the ending is distressing. Um, also, it always suggested the exact same video to me to be the next one to watch the YouTube algorithm and it was he made it out of like fingernails and yep. I just went no I don't want to watch that so yeah. I never <laughs> dove back into another video because it never suggested another one it was always that one like hey you want to he makes a knife out of some fingernails like nah it fucking seems like an insane fucking thing to do well no I'll one should do up, it on the latest video the there is a pinned question for a, a pinned comment from the creator that says it, question is this a serial killer channel answer no material science <laughs> good well he's addressed it now there yeah, you go covered his no bases. collusion um 
I love this, Shannon. This is one of my YouTube follows. I generally watch them the day they come out. It's he he's basically just making different plastics out of different foods, mm-hmm. and then you know sharpening them into knives. Yeah, it's um, it is pretty remarkable. But I I just he's a fucking weirdo for sure. He's a hundred percent a weirdo. Yeah, it's not narrated. No, not so, as such. No. Although there, there is, is a narrative. Of, there's plenty of explanation for what's happening. Like, he goes out of his way to show if you do this and you mix this chemical in, the the thing is brittle and shitty, but mm-hmm. if you add this, then it's good. So, like, there's a lot to follow along with, but it is mostly just the sound of water pouring and knives being sharpened and things like that. There's a narrative. It is not, you don't hear his voice or anything like that. The And the narrative includes him waiting for his friend to come over, maybe. And then his friend doesn't come over. Right? Isn't this the same one? Where... And then he does something bad to his friend, maybe? I think there's one like that. It's something like that. He's got skits. He does do skits. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, everyone check out the uh, YouTube channel, Kiwami Japan. What are some of your other YouTube follows? Ooh, so I follow a bunch of machinists. Okay. Uh, there's a there's a guy who sounds like... Uh, oh, God. You know, you know, Matt, the guy who played Snape in Harry Potter. Fuck me. Alan Rickman? Yeah, dude. Professor Snake. I know all about him. A voice just like Alan Rickman. Uh, he has a little channel called Adventures with a Very Small Lathe. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Fall Some Other Machinists, uh, Robin Renzetti, This Old Tony. Uh, this Ox Old Tool Tony? Co. Yeah, This Old Tony. That sounds like our dad. He's real good. Okay. This Old Tony's got a real good channel. Uh, Click Spring, but there hasn't been a new Click Spring video in a long time. Ah, oh, so uh, they're on the Call Me Barry model. Yeah, I follow a guy who goes to British air shows and takes a lot of uh, footage of military planes taking off and landing. I like that. Okay, that's pretty good. If you want to know what a, you know, what a stealth fighter sounds like when it takes off, that kind of stuff. Probably loud. Yeah, they're all loud. Yeah. Uh, let me just take a quick peek and see what I'm missing. Oh, uh, Bon Appetit has a channel, and uh, I follow that one just because one of their segments is they have a pastry chef who tries to make, like, uh, this isn't one, but let's say a good version of Rolos would be one. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that like, gave you your mind. They've done Snickers and Starbursts and Skittles said, and stuff, but yo, I've thought Rolos what, needs improvement. Yeah, what chocolate really needs a fucking rework? We need so, to follow, fucking tear this one down and start over. Rolos. Uh, Beyond the Press is good. It's uh, this Finnish machinist and his wife, and they just smash stuff in a big hydraulic press. That's pretty good. I have seen videos from that one for sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The hydraulic press channel is their main channel. Beyond the Press is their side channel where they also blow stuff up with explosives. I follow Number File. After uh, watching about mm, 70 of those uh, hydraulic press videos, it started to recommend some of the side stuff. Some of their other works. Yeah, it's important to know what happens if you uh, heat up a huge piece of steel till it's red hot and then put it on a frozen lake. Yep. You know. Uh, there's a German guy named Mr. Puzzle I follow. He does puzzles. I've seen that too. There's a chemistry guy, uh, Nile Red. He made radioactive glass this week. Damn, you got a lot of follows on the YouTubes. I do. I do follow a lot of people. You've um, got a lot uh, of hobbies a, and interests. A welder who makes enormous swords, Michael Cthulhu, I follow that guy. Does he just make the Buster Sword every week? He's only made the Buster Sword two or three times. He must get questions about the Buster Sword every week. There must be somebody else who every week was like, have you ever made Buster Sword? Because he doesn't want to go through the videos. Yeah, probably. 
Uh, yeah. So I follow a lot. Uh, Bar- Barry Stark, Snooker Coach. That's a guy who Ooh. gives you snooker tips. I've never. I don't. Still don't know what snooker is as compared to other billiard games. I don't know. Uh, it's never figured it's, it out. It's, it's just more because the balls are smaller, the tables bigger, and the rules are more complicated. Okay. It's like candle pin bowling. Uh, frankly, yeah, kind okay. of. It's the candle pin bowling of table games, maybe. I can't believe people still do that in New England, by the way. Uh, you put me on the operations room. Oh, I that's, was. Oh, yes, that's, that is a good one. That's where a guy just talks about a military operation, but he, he does maps and stuff. And yeah, it is little graphics. Runs you through it. It's pretty good. Um, I think he's out of ideas, though. He did uh, uh, Killing Bin Laden was the most recent one yeah, from him. Yeah, no one cares about that. Well, it's a ground operation for one thing. It's very, it's very few maps. Yeah, that's not that's not fun. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing. Uh, Polygon, the McElroy family. I those, also those follow kind of the channels. McElroy family for the monster, for the monster factories. Yep. And there was one yesterday or the day before. <clears throat> um, yeah, for me, it's mostly things like uh, how ridiculous the Aussies who drop things off a tower. I'm glad you follow them and not uh, Dude Perfect. I don't like those guys. Dude Perfect can eat a dick. Um, the Nashville severe weather channel. Nice. Nice. That's That's the thing that would not, there is no San Jose severe weather channel. It would be pretty quiet. (laughs) It's weird. They haven't posted in years. What would it be like? It's hot, but it could be worse. That's right. Yeah. It'd be that day a few years ago when it was wildly hot. I mean, that would be it. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm, uh, I'm a fucking amateur meteorologist at this point. This morning I got up and looked at the radar and went, oh, that's going to hit right when Marjan wants to go to work. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drive you. know you. now when the radar bands are going to roll over your actual house based on where they are on the map. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to drive you. It's not raining now, but it's definitely going to be. And when we walked outside of our unit here, it was dry. And by the time I backed the car out of our spot, it was pouring. Yep. And I went, yep, fucking nailed it. Um... Yeah, just uh, I don't I don't have many follows on the YouTube. I I sh- probably should so that I don't have to pay attention to their dumb um, algorithm. Well, I just recommended a bunch of good ones. Yeah, start I'd start with this old Tony. <laughs> okay, he's my favorite. Does he guys. remind you of Dad at all? Or nah, nah, he's too bad. He's not. He's not like Dad in any way. That'd be a real quiet video. Well, there's therapy. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yeah, we. I don't think we've done therapy since, but uh, Katie and I took mom and dad to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and I don't think she had uh, realized how slow-moving and quiet he has become, Sure, how f- sort of folded in on himself he is now. Yeah. I don't want to talk so, about it. Fun for everyone. <laughs> Apparently he liked it. They watch uh, aquarium webcams now. That's good, because that normally he's watching airport webcams of just planes taking off and landing. Not cool military planes, just regular type. I still fucking get it. Yeah. On the fifth, Shannon writes uh, at Brother Date, hooray for more fruit talk. Yeah, we did do some of that. Boy, we really, we have a good podcast, huh? It's really good. And by the way, the feedback we get is outstanding because what they yeah. want is more fruit talk. More fruit talk. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Ben when gets really excited about it, too. <laughs> maybe when you're done with flags, you can do a fruit bracket, she says. Oh, there are a lot of kinds of fruit if you think about it. Yeah. Well, also, you can break them up into categories so the bracket doesn't have to be... I don't know. But I guess maybe we could do a bracket by, like, uh, pounds consumed in the United States or something per person, per yeah. capita consumption. You wouldn't even necessarily have to do a bracket style. It could just be a running list like the 90s power it's, hour. It's got to be bananas at the top, right? 
Boy, you want to get into this now? You want to do Maybe the bracket? Apples. Maybe apples. Anyway, I no, was I mean, thinking just in terms of consumption. Fucking real time taste testing. Although the produce out here sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. It wouldn't work for me. Uh, I do love the idea that we might someday be done with flags, though. Well, round three starts today. That's right. Is it end today? Is round three one thing? Yeah, round three is one yeah. one thing. Cool. And uh, uh, the remaining rounds will just get shorter. So uh, she says, also, I get awful, crunchy, tasteless plums in the UK all the time. So uh, often I just don't buy them anymore. Nectarines seem to be more reliable here. Yeah, you got to figure out what works in your particular area if you're not in California, where shit uh, generally seems to work. Yeah, I get it. But like, I think uh, nectarines are pretty terrible out, or peaches are pretty terrible out here. So maybe you should try the peaches out here. The peaches are generally pretty good here. Yeah, maybe I should. That's what I'll do. That's, all, that's what next time I'll be in Nashville is for peaches. But by the way, my my idea in my head about the UK is that the produce sucks. I don't, I mean, so this lines up the plums being bad. I mean, it's definitely the place where the idea of getting an orange for Christmas started. So, <laughs> yeah. what does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the sixth, Ryan wrote at brother date. The best part of this episode is you guys comparing a board cube to Windows. Oh, when we were talking about how Data should have tried to install those updates or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That would have shut them down real good. I would have kept them down for a long time. It'd yeah. be like, uh, up t- installing update one of 149. Oh, good. It's been a while since they did this. Probably because they've right, been far away time. from Borg space. Couldn't get on a reliable network or something. <clears throat> and on the seventh, uh, Shannon writes, is it just a coincidence that Tall Shiar sounds so much like Tasha Yar? It cannot be a coincidence. Uh, so I looked it up. Okay. Do you remember in the episode Journey to Babel when someone killed that old boy and Spock was like, my dad for sure could have done this? Yeah, I, well, I definitely remember that. <laughs> it is off-sighted on this uh, Apparently the Vulcan martial art that he claims was used was called Tal Shia, and oh. that's what Tal Shiar is actually based on. Wow, so it is a coincidence. So it is a coincidence, although... We, so the name Tal Shiar isn't spoken until season five or six. When's Face of the Enemy? Is that when they? Yeah, that is when they bring it up. Uh, yeah, that's the introduction. So season six is when Tal Shiar gets invented. That's well by after that there's point, a Tal Shiar. By that point, not only has there been a Tal Shiar, but been a she's come back once, <laughs> yeah. and then we've met Sila, who talks about Tal Shiar. So, yeah. Uh, the only thing I can say is, if the writer remembered what the name of the Vulcan murder discipline was in Journey to Babel, they might not have been watching contemporary TNG episodes. Could be. They could have been brought on to do some writing about, like, I remember Star Trek from when I was a kid, or whatever. Exactly. But yeah, seems, at least officially, it's a coincidence. I definitely would have thought it was just some somebody not wanting to do any thinking with their, with their <laughs> thought centers. Um, yeah, dude, I will always remember that episode when Spock looked at everyone in the room and went, my dad definitely could have did this murder. Like, yeah. st- honestly, stay away from my dad. Cause I have beef with my dad because he didn't believe in me joining Starfleet because he's so opposed to violence. Oh, what? <laughs> There's been a murder? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me tell you about Sarah Vulcan. Yeah. Could definitely cold murder a dude. I'd stay away from him. He's got a bad temper and he can do a murder. So, yeah. just don't go near him. Violence is the only thing he loves. Yep. Uh, and then on the ninth, you tweeted, okay. uh, this is from uh, Bongo Rad, tweeted at Brother Date. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's a great painting of of the character Bongo Rad. Rad. Yeah. It's actually a uh, painting of his dad. Okay. Bongo. That's right. Yeah. You, they look very similar. Yep. 
you tweeted uh, from a retweet from CNN Breaking News that says a British Airways flight breaks the record for fastest ever subsonic flight between New York and London, reaching a top speed of more than 800 miles per hour. I think it got up to like 825 or something crazy. Something so wild. So- like a solid 200 of that was tailwind, right? Uh, Yeah, they were fucking booking it because they were trying to get in before a big storm that was going to hit the UK. And uh, yeah, and then they were getting some fucking awesome tailwinds and they got up to some fucking wild insane speeds for a commercial airliner. <laughs> it's incredible that at the height of a, just just the normal height that a commercial airliner flies that a tailwind can be like a couple hundred miles an hour that's not crazy mm-hmm. and also uh obviously that the sound barrier is variable and that yeah. when you get higher up there you can really get some decent speeds going before you before you break it uh it's the other is it the other way around it the speed of sound is lower higher up actually oh really yeah so sound travels f- uh, faster in a denser medium The speed of sound in water is faster than in air. The speed of sound in steel is incredibly fast. Oh. Uh, So the speed of sound actually goes down the higher up you go. It's not that much different at 35,000 feet than it is, but it's like like about 720 down at the Earth's surface, down at sea level, and it's like 680 up there. Yeah, but with the tailwinds, I guess it's still... Yeah, that's why a lot Ah. of it had to be tailwind, because they're limited to... I don't know, these, these planes are usually limited to about Mach 0.85, mm-hmm. which also goes down the higher up you go. And so, like I said, a lot of that had to have been tailwind for that to have happened. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting, because obviously that's um, <clears throat> that's crazy fast. It's extremely fast. Yeah. I mean, it's... I was like, there's no punchline. No. That's just a cool thing that you tweeted. <laughs> Uh, also, on the 12th, you tweeted, you retweeted a UniWatch uh, that says, Today on UniWatch, the Padres are having second thoughts about their BP cap. Yeah. Uh, and it's because they accidentally did a swastika. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> accidentally, they, they put their uh, swinging fryer or whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. But they also left part of the SD in place and the whole thing just made a swastika in the middle. Yep, he's wearing a big swastika robe. Yeah, they're doing this dumb thing with all the teams where they put the team like the letter or name logo over a symbol logo. And by the way, it looks dumb in a hundred percent of the cases. Oh, for sure. It's a terrible look, but then this one did make a swastika. (laughs) So my theory is if you're major league baseball, it must be extremely cheap to get hats from new era. Yeah. Right. Like they must get them for a couple of bucks a piece at most. Yeah. I would believe because They constantly try to pitch new ones all the time. Like, that's why there's 15 different uniforms every year is because they want to sell more merch. Yeah, they figured out a long time ago the model is um, the more different things you introduce, like, the margins are so fucking huge on these things that even if you have a little bit more uh, supply chain because you're introducing all these different models of each thing, you can make so much money off of each one that even though you have like 19 different models of hat or jersey or whatever, you're still like making crazy money on everything. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they sell these cheap on the MLB store when they don't, when they stop selling or they they just clearance, I'm sure throw them in that trash pile where they put all the ET games in New Mexico (laughs) or whatever the deal is. But like, they're not selling all of these. 
No. No one's buying Stomper with an A inside of him or whatever. Well, in this one in particular, you would... Um, it, actually, it's the word Oakland, and it looks horrible. Um, in this particular case, you have to be a certain specific kind of person to want to buy this hat. Yeah. So they're probably well, going to have yeah. to put a lot of these in the landfill, for sure. Well, because they did <laughs> accidental Nazi stuff. Yeah. Yep. I just I love how they did a thing that was a failure across the league, but was a, an especially bad failure for the Padres. Yeah. <clears throat> well, baseball's not doing great these days, so. Now, who doesn't want a brown and yellow hat, though? So They're bringing back the old colors, because everything that's old is new again, and everyone was fucking going crazy over the idea that the Padres could go back to brown. And now they will. That'll be their main uniform uh next season honestly if this shit came out this week the padres could have just said nah it's fine it's a fucking swastika whatever so we're not the astros everything's gonna be okay compared to the astros everything is okay uh the, the commission is gonna make a bunch of stupid statements so we could just put the swastika hat out and then if anyone asks say ah yeah it's not supposed to be a swastika dude today even lebron was getting in on it telling the commissioner to listen to his players and do something about this it's always great when you well, got even it, people from other sports weighing in and going, what the fuck's going on here? Not only did this guy do a, a bad job in that uh, the initial punishment was too light mm-hmm. and uh, everyone thinks that, not just outraged fans and sports personalities, but like mm-hmm. major league players are opening their mouths in a way oh, that all frankly can't be great for them professionally. Well, and these guys never talk shit about each other because no. they're all one big union. Yep. They don't usually break ranks like this. Yeah. And they really, really are. And people are like, I don't know, man. The people are going to start throwing at the Astros and whatever. Anyway. Oh, so, I mean, people are, people have, pitchers are on record saying, we're going to throw at them. Yeah. I mean, it's for sure going to happen, <laughs> yes. right? Because, and, and why? Because the Major League Baseball didn't punish them. Yeah. And it's not even so, that the punishment was too light. It's that it specifically didn't punish any of the players. Right. So they're all just still there. And um, defiant. Because right. it's the era of quadrupling down. So first of all, did, dude did a bad job. Yes. He didn't do a good job. Then he, But then he keeps coming out with these press conferences where he's just like, we just all need to move past this. Mm-hmm. And just does not address the criticism at all. And, and then he's like, like, oh, and then they go, well, what have, have you ever thought about like uh, overturning the World Series in, in 2017 or whatever? Vacating it. <laughs> and he goes, oh, well, I didn't think there'd be any point in asking him to give him a piece of metal back. Yeah. <laughs> and what? Then, and then all the players are like, wait a minute. Well, you ask us to play for it every year, <laughs> yeah. you idiot. This is supposed to be what the whole thing's about. And we we could try to win the, the, the piece of metal. So wh- what? And then he just had to come out today and go, boy, yeah, I really shouldn't have said that. Whoops. The com- fucking commissioner gave another press conference today. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, but but today was another one of these. Uh, what, were, what was the shit that he said today? Was like, I I also wish we'd started investigating sooner. So mm-hmm. a, that's not the complaint. Yep. And b, <laughs> uh, he did another one of those. Uh, you know, we just we just all need to get past this as a league. Yeah. Hey, do you know why we're not getting past it? Because you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. The, I mean, we haven't even talked about it, but the Astros had their fucking colossal failure of a press conference a few days back. Oh, yeah. Where Their they've... very bad non-apology <laughs> press conference where Jim Crane or whatever yeah. said... Uh, it didn't affect the game. I don't, I don't think it affected the outcome of the World Series. And then later... I, d- I never said it didn't affect the yeah. outcome of the... Hold on. Even, and never, and, and it wasn't even invited much invited the whole internet to, to repost that Rick James Chappelle <laughs> show thing, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I remember fucking up his couch. 
Um, yeah, it wasn't even like much later. It was literally no, it was like, like the follow up question, later. right? Because yeah. like, and uh, I'm just getting this right. You said it didn't affect the game. I never said that. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, so it is. It's just never ending. But it's like expecting people to move past it. Yeah, is like if a dog was biting you, and the owner was like, hey, "Just get over it." Can we? Can we get? Can we get over this? Yeah. And it, but the dog is still biting me, sir. My favorite tweet about all of this came from Ty Kelly, who is a player for the Mets, and he tweeted, "When I was young and about to lose in Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on N64." I would quickly turn the system off so I could replay the game. It is my opinion that this did not really affect the outcome of the game. I was yeah. already very good at the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's an unbelievable tweet from a pro player. I love, I was already very good at the game. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, that uh, really doing a good job. It's just so, that. we've talked about the Astros before on this pod. Like it's just, it's for, it's everything about their organization forever. Whether they're harassing female reporters with their glee at having signed a, a guy who beat his girlfriend up or whatever. Yep, they're very proud of it, and that decision. And then failing mm, 25 times to apologize? Correct. Um, or whether it's this thing that's been going on for months and months and months about the cheating. And today he said in the press conference, the commish, he said... Um, Oh, we're we're real glad Mike Fires uh, spoke out about it because without him, oh god, yes, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been able to do anything. And it's like you just said the sentence before that that you remember that the A's had already for, uh, made an official complaint and that other teams had made official complaints too. Why wasn't that enough? <laughs> yeah, this kind of seems weird. It's very shades of Hannibal Burris tells a joke about Bill Cosby and all of a sudden everyone everyone's like, oh, he did rape a bunch of ladies. Yeah, remember that he's a rapist. And then it's and then it's like oh yeah people knew about that for a long time yeah. and no one cared or the other thing that's coming out now is there's that uh, there's footage of Courtney Love at some on some red carpet from like 2004 <laughs> and Natasha Leggero asks her what advice she'd have for a young woman entering Hollywood and she says well if Harvey Weinstein yeah. invites you to a uh, private meeting in his hotel room don't go yeah. and it's like oh yeah that's right I actually everyone did that. know <laughs> everyone did know that that happened. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, the Bill Cosby one. I was so confused when it became news and it started to go to trial and everything because I was like, man, I think like five years ago I heard about this. I think it was a, a news item briefly five years ago and then I right. never heard anything else about it again. Yeah, well, apparently uh, apparently that's just how things are now because that's the exact same shit with the uh, we're glad he came forward with this that's information that so we already wild. knew and had decided not to act exactly. on. Exactly. Right, he's literally basically saying, well, because no one had told the press, we didn't have any reason to do anything. Yeah. So once he told the press, we had to do it. So I commend him. He's he, he's made the made it a better game. I think he really will, will be a better game moving forward. And it's like, oh, whoa. also don't worry. He's had a he had a special commendation sent to the reporter too. Or whatever. <laughs> That's so right. That was from a couple of press conferences ago. But same shit. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking asshole. He's really fucking the dog pretty bad. God, it doesn't matter though because they're the perfect perfect sports franchise for the era that we are in for 2020 oh the, they, the the quadruple down era. yes they are the team of 2020 they say everything about america and the world in general right now sorry Ooh, to hijack the podcast no 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 it's just uh i do need to play this now <laughs>
I need another version of that for when we have to play it after we realize we actually is over. the sports roundup. <laughs> yeah. That was sports roundup. It's um, I like it though. That's a good palate cleanser. I feel a lot better after hearing it. Yeah, and to just to close out the mailbag uh, on the 14th, Ryan wrote in uh, at Brother Day, kind of rooting for the Maple Leaf and all this. Sure. Uh, he's not the first to express that sentiment. Shannon also a big flan- fan of the uh, Canadian flag. And uh, it gets to compete this week. I'm glad we have a fan favorite. And I'm glad that we can now refer to her as the Big Flan. Yep. <laughs> That's a great nickname. I wish it was mine. <laughs> now it's yours, yeah, Shannon. It's... Enjoy. Shannon, the Big Flan. <laughs> That's actually a good segue because that's that's what's next. Yeah, let's do it. Can this be my life? I want these hours back. The round of 32. It is one of our longer drops, but uh, it's also apparently louder than the sports roundup drop. <laughs> Did you have to uh, adjust? That 8-bit that eight bit stuff is maybe a little more sparse. Yeah. Yes, we are We are in round three. And uh, yeah, so we got 16 matchups here, starting as always with uh, Uncle Sam. Big Daddy, Big Papa USA. Big Papa Uncle. Glory. Big Papa Uncle. Uncle Glory. Big Uncle Glory, the flag of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And it's up against uh, the flag of Tanzania. Which makes some mistakes, but does some things that are pretty good. Correct. Uh, It's uh, green and blue with a diagonal black stripe with a yellow border in between. What would you call that green? That's like a Kelly green. Kind of, yeah. It definitely is the exact green that Catfish Hunter had on his uniform, (laughs) if that's what you're asking. Yeah, 70s A's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and again, that that black stripe's got a nice yellow border on each side, and then you got that light blue, kind of sky blue. Hmm. I want to talk about a mistake that the American flag makes that I don't think we've brought up. Okay. Which is that the stars... uh, have a heavy symbolism okay there's one star per state right yeah and right now it works out pretty good because five sixes plus four fives is 50 Mm -hmm. and that that looks good and it's a good aspect ratio sure um 51's a real problem 51's gonna be some shit (laughs) 51 doesn't isn't easy have to be creative if you just like Google 51 star flag, the proposals are not so good. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it. It's been so long since we've added a star. I just, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it may not ever happen. Yeah. But it is, it's a risk inherent to the flag. I'm going to look up some of these. <laughs> like the, the best, the best one is three nines and three eights maybe. Yeah. But it's not as good. It isn't as good because it's 
it's it, it, you you would want a fourth road just like it is now. You'd want it to look kind of the same at the top and the bottom. Yeah, and it like there has to be too much space vertically, if that makes sense, to fit in the same. I don't know. Like it, it's it you lose you go from uh, nine rows of stars down to six if you do that right. Yeah, six wide rows. I I'm seeing one right now that's kind of blowing my mind. It's got like it's a triangle, but it's okay. not a good triangle. The blue part. Are you have you are you seeing this one anywhere on here? Uh, possibly. Is it does it is it an interrupted triangle? It's an interrupted triangle for some reason, and also it goes on the bottom left of the flag. It eats up that corner. Yeah, in a way that is not satisfying. Yeah, I don't like that uh, flag at all. I kind of liked the idea of separating it maybe in half diagonal. Having half stars and half stripes, this one doesn't sure. do that. But no, and well, the aspect ratio of the American flag is way long, right? Yeah. So that would be a crazy, a crazy amount of stars. Um, yeah, any of the ones that break the Canton, I don't like so much. Like one where there's a big circle with fifty-one flags in it that covers all thirteen stripes. Yeah, fifty-one stars in it, rather. I don't love that. No. Uh, the, the, like, uh, have them arranged in a hexagon where it's like six, seven, eight, nine, eight, seven, six is no good. There's too much empty blue space. It's, it's not great. Again, I, I really think the best one is, uh, three nines and three eights and I don't love it. Yeah. It's not amazing. You'd want to go to 52, I guess. 52 works a little better. Yeah. I think it'd have to be better, but I'm going to check. Yeah, it works better. Uh, so that's one problem with that's just inherent to the way we do our flag. Well, that's true. Having said that, you said that the flag of Tanzania makes some mistakes. Yeah, I don't like the For colors. Instance, you don't like the colors. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of most of the greens that we see because they're often mixed with colors that are they ain't the right they aren't their right partners. You know, we have uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight flags with green on them mm-hmm. left in this round of 32. Uh, what's your favorite green from among them? Oh, just the shade? Yeah. Oh, I, a part of me wants to say Macau. Macau nice kind is, of foresty kind of green. It's good. It's pretty similar to the green on the Mexican flag, also. Yes, it's not far from that kind of green. Yeah. I think, yeah, those might be my favorite ones in terms of the color. To me, those have, uh, I don't know if this is going to make sense, they have too much blue in them. Yes, they're 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 blued out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, match one, though. Yeah, let's get this over with. <sighs> it's USA I for me. I guess I still think USA. Yeah, I, yeah, USA for me. The colors in the American flag are definitely much better. They're both kind of dark colors. I like that. That's like um, have... Laos or whichever one it was that had the nice dark colors. Right. We have red stripes on the top and bottom, so the white doesn't like disappear into space. Yeah, only on the sides. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which. Yeah, we have the flag of Uruguay. Which is we have white both on the top and out. the bottom. I think we've called this one out every time we talk about it. White stripes on the top and bottom and a big white canton. Yep. It's not great. It's not the great. sun in the middle is very good. He's from Super Mario 3. He's we talk about it every week. Does that guy have a name? Oh, let me look him up. 
Oh yeah. Super Mario Three Sun. <laughs> Angry Sun. That's it. His name's Angry Sun. <sighs> or simply Sun. Is that what it would have said in the manual? Because that's where you found out the names of the enemies in Mario games. Yes, I, I imagine it must have. <sighs> oh, actually, do they say the name? So Super Mario Three. The conceit is that the whole thing is a stage play. Jesus, really? Oh, because that why that's why the curtain goes up. That's why the curtain goes up. That's why you know I never some stuff hangs it. on wires and some stuff is nailed to the background. That's why you can slip behind the background. Is there any at any point is it explained in the game, or are we just supposed to pick it up? Because I was I, a kid and I never questioned it until literally right now. I don't know what it means, Matt. I don't know why it is that way. I don't know if World Eight is also that way. Well, you know, I'm just going to be honest. It's kind of your job to know that. So I guess so. You're kind of blowing it. Uh, but anyway, uh, I wonder if at the end they give credits for those guys. I think they named them in Super Mario 2. In Super That's Mario you know what a- World, the, in the ending credits, they all get named. Okay. But I don't know about, I don't think so in 3. Anyway, Angry Sun, apparently. That's yep. not great. Yeah, it's not amazing. So this, uh, he's the best part of this flag. The blue is fine, but the stripes are crazy. It's up against the flag of Macau. Yeah, we've called it out a number of times for looking like, I don't know, a healthcare organization or something. It does, yeah. But it also is just really good branding. It just looks good. The water, the lily pad or whatever that's supposed to be. Yeah. And the five stars over it. It's it's just a well done flag. And I think I think it gets my vote over the flag of Uruguay. I am in agreement. You know, this isn't this next one's not as tough as it as people might think going into it. We got Japan versus Belarus. And as we've mentioned many times, this is the less cool, but also less fascist Japanese flag. That is true. Is it okay to say that you think like the modern Japan is less fascist? No, 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 no. That the old flag was cool. Do you think it's okay to say it? Cause if like people were like, Oh, that Confederate flag just looked good. The styles were really good. I'd still say don't fly it in your yard. Yeah. But I mean, if you said that, You'd sound like, you'd sound bad. I don't know. I mean, if you say it's a shame, it's a good flag design, and it's a, a shame that it is uh, flown exclusively by racists. Yeah, if someone said that, I'd hate them. Okay. Maybe the Japanese won't enjoy this podcast. Hey, maybe. That's going to be a problem. I was really banking on that fucking <laughs> Japanese money. Yeah, how am I going to get, how am I going to get to appear on, uh, the no laughing yes the, no, the next year. one as just a guest character and they laugh as soon as you walk out <laughs> oh yeah for sure as soon as they see my beard they'll laugh you'll have to be playing some kind of character you're gonna be a chef or you're gonna be like it depends on what the what the set oh, sorry what the setting is i guess do you have any idea what the uh sushi chef is funny but it's been done yeah because it depends on what the setting is you could be a teacher if it was in school again uh, yeah they could just introduce me as junichiro watanabe that'd be great <laughs> yeah, everyone would love that gag <laughs> uh, uh, can't help imagining I could, it now i could just uh i could just be uh just be uh one of the guys who hits him with a mallet rubber, yeah, you just with a come out there slapper just come out there and slap him and they'd be like that guy's big he always hits I mean, oh, this guy, one always hits hard big guy yeah exactly <laughs> you'd have to really wail on him too uh don't go easy on him i was gonna say i could be chono masahiro but you haven't gotten to that yet no, i gotta I, I could, gotta go back i gotta start watching them again they're very they're very good there's one guy there's one pro wrestler who appears in most of them his he every time he appears he gives yamasaki a big pro wrestler slap <laughs> <laughs> um 
in increasingly contrived reasons for it. Right. I love it because his catchphrase is God damn. And he <laughs> says it every time he appears and every time he leaves. And it's so great that that's such a basic catchphrase. That is a good catchphrase. So yeah, stick with it. It starts to get really good, particularly around the hotel Batsu where they start to introduce the videos that result in, uh, Tanaka getting tie kicked. Oh, good. Yes. I've, I've seen the one tie kick guy. I want to see more of him. Same guy. He he's a regular. He also doesn't the, appear to go easy on them. In recent episodes, they have started to refer to him simply as Taikixan. That's good. So yeah. Uh, so we have Japan, yeah. who we are, I'm trying to ingratiate myself to, so I can appear on the No Laughing Batsu. Versus the greatest Christmas flag of all, Belarus. Versus the, the good, good Christmas flag of Belarus. Two parts red, one part green, and let then me, on the left, me... that great Christmas ribbon. Yeah, let me ask you this. If you think uh, that thinking about the Rising Sun flag is uh, problematic, do, does your opinion on this change if you can put that out of your mind? If you're not looking at the flag of Japan and thinking there was a better one? Does my opinion on this matchup change? or Yeah, this matchup. Like, when you look at the mm. flag of Japan, do you feel a little disappointment yes. that colors it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think so. That's that's what I'm saying. Do you think you can do the intellectual exercise of trying to not think about that? Oh, I'm always trying. Okay. My brain sometimes overpowers my brain. Yeah, it's a uh, so it's a good simple flag. It is mostly white. It's almost all white except it's got that red sun in the middle. Not angry sun, just a red one. Yep. I kind of like that. It's sort of a maroon. Yes, it's not like a garish red at all. Not like and Belarus. I also, I also wonder how far Belarus can travel on that pattern. So they travel a fucking moon. Mm, it's also and back. got the asymmetric red and green. Yeah. It's really good, dude. I think it might still be Belarus for me. I got Belarus in this matchup. Fucking All right. Even with that fucking flashy Torino red or whatever they got on that fucking flag. Yeah. <clears throat> flag of Costa Rica. It's got blue, the blue white, double red, white, blue. With the seal in a white egg. That's offset in some off, way. <laughs> offset in some, I hope, a specific way. Yes. And not every flag is different. Yep. If you zoom way in on that flag, there's a nomad in there somewhere. Of course. It wouldn't be a seal and, on a flag if it didn't have a nomad. And it's up against the flag of Egypt. Red, white, and black horizontal triband with the gold Egyptian eagle in the middle. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm I'm pretty... This is tough because I don't anticipate either of these making it to say the final four. Yeah, there's uh, each each I was going to say each team. Each team has a fatal flaw. Right. For Costa Rica, that's a very busy seal in a very weird place in that weird little egg. I otherwise really like their color scheme. Mm -hmm. I don't love the red, white and black, but I think the splash of gold in the middle makes it better somehow. Yes, I, I agree. I don't know what color I'd make it if it wasn't gold. I thought about right. red, but then I looked down at Iran's flag and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like Iran's flag. Yeah, I, like, you'd, again, if this were heraldry, you wouldn't put gold on white. That doesn't make any sense, but this is flags and whatever. Yeah, and the Egyptians probably have different ideas about what's going oh, on. Oh, they don't follow laws of European I, I was going to say, I don't think they're really that interested in mm -hmm. it. All right. In general. Or I mean, I'm maybe. sure there are some Egyptians who care. I think I like Costa Rica this week. Uh, we're going to have to send it to Barry then, because I think I'm in Egypt's camp on this on this one. 
All right. Well, it's nice to give him something to do. I think if you offset that eagle to the left in a dumb way, like it is on Costa Rica, then I <laughs> then I would probably go Costa Rica. Yeah, there's no reason that couldn't be centered yeah, on I the Costa Rican flag. Understand it. I don't know what they're doing. Why do it? <sighs> For real. Hey, this next one has me really excited because I like both of these flags. We got the uh, we got the old Union Jack. Right. Which is pretty classic. It's nice. It's mm-hmm. symmetrical. Good colors. Uh, it's symmetrical except where it's not, right? But yes, it's symmetrical. There's a weird rotational yes. windmill blade effect on... Yeah, the white. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, it does its own thing that way. Why has it got to do that, you think? Oh, I don't know. <sighs> you know, I'm really... You pointed that out, and now I'm kind of makes me unhappy about it um it's uh, going I don't know, maybe that's how wales gets in there or something it's hard to hard to say it's going against uh iran uh green white red with that nice little red dragon in the middle yep i know that but is not a dragon sp- but spells allah or something it will forever look like a perched as hell dragon to me uh and then of course it's got the little writing on the borders of the the green and the red right and they look uh they look uh, dithered Yes. Looks like it went through a cool little pattern process. What do you think? What do you? What's your impression of this matchup? I would like the flag of Iran better if the top wasn't green. What color would you want it to be if you had to replace it? Red. Oh, just red, white, just red, white, red. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, what if it was like the other ones in the region, which they never would be for reasons we're not going to get into what if it was black white red with a green dragon in the middle or something uh the, the green dragon on the white i don't think it worked the only way to do that would be if they made the dragon black and i don't think that's necessary okay or really they could just carve a black triangle out of the side that's what they probably would do, right? <laughs> that's right that's where it would go um maybe a trapezoid who knows but they won't because again yeah the For pan arab colors and they they're not arabs and they'll be happy to tell you all about it yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I think probably I like UK here. Is this another decision? No, I'm just I'm. I think I am kind of torn on it. Um, I'm gonna go Iran. Let's send it. Let's well, let's send it to Barry for all it'll do us. Sorry, I don't trust yeah. his officiating. Well, he may have he may have opinions on this, but I don't think we should pretend that our feelings about the American flag don't have any color behind them there are very few countries that i think less of right now than america hey we're not doing great but uh it's just it's hey, always the UK's in my, not doing amazing i realize though. i realize but it's just it's always in my mind so it's yeah I, right now my i wouldn't i wouldn't give them a very good like reputation score or anything we have uh france where in recent times the firefighters were fighting the police that <laughs> was a real thing that was happening in france pretty recently <laughs> uh, it's so great what a world we live in it's kind uh, of and, and the flag of France is up against the flag of Panama. Very similar colors. Very cool yeah. checkerboard where some are solid colors and some are white with uh, colored stars in them. It's just, it does so much more than France does. It really does. I uh, I think I prefer the flag of Panama. I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, this next one, there's, there's no question from me. 
either. Well, of course, you're going to back uh, Uganda. Uganda against India, which is uh, kind of a kind of a volunteer orange. It looks a little bit volunteer orange, white, green. Mm-hmm. Um, but that cool whatever is in the middle, a, a blue wheel of some kind in the middle, mm-hmm. and that that really classes up the flag. I think. I think I don't even hesitate if it's just orange, white, an orange, white, green horizontal tri band. Oh, for like, sure. That's nothing. It's, it's the, the the blue in the middle is what makes it. But um, Uganda's just got so much going on. It's got, a, and of course, a wild flag is part of that. Oh, didn't we get an email about that? Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we got a picture sent of, but I have no way to show that picture mm-hmm. to anyone on on this show. So, yeah, yeah, a, a, a flag of it hanging in front of Uganda House. That's, uh, it was nice to see him out in the out in the world, out in the yeah. wild. And it looks like he's going to go through. Yeah, he is. He's my he's my man, Fabian. We uh, we have the flag of Albania, a black, double headed, very Teutonic eagle. It's the Sinisiran flag, right? Basically, this this flag is extremely evil. It's the evil flag. When you look at it, you just go, oh, these guys have done so much cleansing; it's just messed up. And it is up against the flag of Kazakhstan, which is amazing. <laughs> which is it's the out- yellow outline of an eagle. A much wings, more heroic flag. Stretched up, cradling the sun. Yeah. And then Whatever's some happening. kind of pattern. Some kind of pattern all the way on the left. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Another weird ribbon pattern? I don't know. Not only that, but the whole eagle sun thing is offset enough to account for the ribbon. So it's centered on the rest of it. Yes. So... It's got a little bit of an offset. It's got two great. It's a great sky blue and yellow. There's the only two colors on the flag. Yeah. It's very good. I don't know, man. I'm so, I'm having a real problem. Do I? Am I evil? Or <laughs> like if this is like when I play um one of them? I don't know what Mass Effect games. And it's like which conversation track? Am uh, I... for sure. These could be the logos for the two different conversation <laughs> yeah. paths. You push the button, and then this little symbol pops up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I'm thinking about this. I like Kazakhstan here. Okay. Albania is maybe a little more classic. Yeah, it looks very old school European. Yeah, that symbol, that double-headed eagle has been on a hundred different things. The idea of a black thing on a red thing, not that exciting. It's true. Uh, The flag of Kazakhstan is very, very unique. Yeah, let's get wild in here. I'm going Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Let's shake it up. Let's disrupt the flag space. I mean, we're so we're approaching a decision at the end of this thing where all of these flags are being punished by similar flags, like all of the yes. tricolors and tribands. Like, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, there's a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. And we're taking all of the weird stuff, but... What are you going to do? Yeah, you got to separate yourself from competition, you know? Flag of Jamaica. Nothing else looks quite like this guy. He's got another green, gold, green-yellow thing going on with those black triangles. Yep. Uh, and then you got El Salvador, which is a pretty basic blue, white, blue with a way too complicated crest in the middle, I assume. Yeah. I don't love the flag of Jamaica, but at some point, these countries have to pay for putting their seal on the flag. And for me, it is not yet time for them to pay because I don't like the color scheme of Jamaica. So Judge's decision. It's a berry one. <clears throat> now, this one's a heartbreaker. Fan favorite. Because this is two pretty good flags. We have the flag of Canada. Yeah. Maple leaf. Red maple leaf. Proud. In the center of a white band, red red sides. It's real good. Real good flag. Yeah. Up against the flag of Iceland, 
one of the more complicated of the Nordic cross flags, but real good color scheme. Blue with a red cross with a white outline. Yeah. Very nice. Very good flag. It's great looking. If we were just going... Boy. You know, I think this is one of those situations, because I look at Iceland and I go, that's objectively a great looking flag. But then I think... But Canada's stronger branding. It is very well branded. There's no other flag that looks like this. Like... There's no other flag that has this bar structure with some huge symbol of the country in the middle like that. It's really, and the symbol's not too complex. It's not a crazy seal or anything like that. It's just like a block of one color in the shape of a thing that people recognize as soon as they see it. Yeah, like frankly, maybe the closest flag to the flag of Canada is the flag of Israel. It's turned the other way, but it's pretty similar. It's got one big national symbol in the middle yeah, and then stripes and it's all in the same color. So, yeah, uh, sorry, I need to do a background on that flag just to see. Yeah, that's right. It, that's a little more complicated because it's stripes right, in the flag of Israel. But otherwise, it is tough. Here's the thing. I think the flag of Iceland is my favorite of the Nordic cross flags. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, I'm going Canada on this one. It's for it's tough titties for Iceland, but they they, they had a good tournament. You know what? This is also going to the judges. All right. Oh, boy, Ukraine. You picked the right colors. Yeah. Then, uh, Ukraine is all about the good colors. They didn't it's do just, anything. It's just two of it's just the two of them. It's just blue on top of yellow. They really, they're like a team that only shoots threes. That's all they got. It got them pretty far. But then they ran into a team where they needed to know how to do another thing, maybe. Yeah. Not that Denmark's is super complicated. It's just a Nordic cross, red with a white, a white cross. It is the Danabrog. Um. But for me, it's Denmark. I, I just, it's like they said, tricolor. That's a lot. Also, we I'm know going who two, designed I'm just two the, colors, bicolor for me. We know who designed the flag of the Ukraine. It wasn't sent by God. Exactly right. It didn't fall out of the sky during battle. Exactly. Which then made all the troops go crazy because this is a story. Yeah. And so everyone went, what? <laughs> it's amazing. I can kill so much easier now. Yeah, I think the flag of Ukraine is pretty good. It's probably the best of these. I don't. Are there uh, there simple, aren't a lot of bicolors. Simple horizontal stripe flags, mm-hmm. but um, and it looks good on the Olympics. But I think I agree. I think the Denmark is going to go through. Here. Is that the only Nordic cross that's going to make it then? Well, it depends the on. Round? It depends on the decision. Oh, decision in the previous there. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Could uh, be. We could have Iceland go up against Denmark in the next round or whatever. So. Uh. Next, we've got. Two flags that do some things okay and then do some things wrong. Yeah. So we have the flag of South Korea, which has four of the eight trigrams on it. Yep. And again. Arranged around a red and blue yin-yang on a white field. I would never be able to figure out which ones those were. (laughs) This flag? I don't know. There's four of them. Yeah, for sure. It's, well, it's, uh, yeah. It's none of the, none of them have two of the same pattern next to each other, but not three, right? So it's the... That's the the ones that are missing. Right. However, uh, this flag has a lot of stuff happening. It's very busy. And it's on white. And it's on white. Uh, What? You'd have to to look at it to draw it correctly. Uh, But no other flag looks remotely like the South Korean flag. You can see it from hella far away. You never for one second think you're looking at anything else. Yeah, and you know instantly. Like, you're just like, oh, yeah, I know which one that is. 
Morocco, on the other hand, god damn it, Morocco, you got a, a nice shade of red, I think. It's decent. A decent it's shade fine. of red. I don't even hate the shade of green that's on it. With a tiny green star. It's so little. <laughs> and then it's the outline only yeah. of the star. So it's not even full. So there's a bunch of red in the middle of that. Yeah. It's very hard to see the star. And you say you don't have a problem with the color green, but I don't think those two colors are going to work. Oh, they don't look good together. They're too dark. There's not enough contrast. I don't know why they would go with that. I don't understand it. Like almost anything you could do to this flag would make it better. Yeah. Uh, Put a border around the star. Fill the star in. Make the star white. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's not hard at all to improve this flag. Put the star inside a white circle. There's so many, like, almost anything you could think to do would make this flag better. Yeah. so it's, I think it's got to be South Korea. I was going to say, so it sounds like it's South Korea. <laughs> I agree. Uh, now, Switzerland, weird little square talk flag. Talk about branding. Yeah. yeah. We have Switzerland's weird little square flag with a white cross in it. And then we got Hong Kong's beautiful little flower. Yeah. The Hong Kong flag is much prettier. Yeah. The Switzerland, the flag of Switzerland has uh, stood the test of time. Extremely similar colors. It has some brand dilution attached to it. It might be on your luggage or your knife. (laughs) Or just at a pharmacy. Or at a pharmacy. (laughs) Or, yeah, on a calculator. However, if you had a red calculator, it could look like this. Yeah. Um. I think Hong Kong. My worry is that we're really biasing towards new flags. I don't care. Although the uh, the Danabrog beat the flag of Ukraine or whatever, but... Yeah. I don't care about that, man. I'm here for what's good. And if what's good happened recently, then that's what's good. You know, and we so can't do it... everything like it was in the olden days. That's what I say. How do you like that? That's a hot take, everybody. That is pretty good. A pretty good take. Yeah, it's Hong Kong for me, too. Okay. You know, in the old days, if you wanted to describe the flag of Hong Kong to someone and you but you it was before it would be easy for to just look it up on the internet you might have been in trouble I'd say it's a beautiful flower imagine what you want it's a white beautiful flower on a red field uh, a couple of simpler flags in the next matchup we have the flag of Botswana this mm. is a kind of United Nations blue it's nice it's almost Tar Heel blue with a black stripe in the middle with a white border looks uh, good it's a good-looking flag. It's a very simple, good-looking flag. And it's up against the flag of Turkey. Strong a flag. flag. Very strong branding. The crescent and star. On this one, the star points in toward the center of the crescent. And I don't know where the center of the flag is. Is it on that point that's pointed in on that star? That, yeah, that it appears center? to be like the line between the tips of the crescent and the point of the star, I think, roughly bisects the flag. Okay. For me, it's Botswana. I like Turkey's flag a lot. Um, the reds look kind of a little much. It's a little much. The, there's a huge imbalance between the size of the crescent and the star, and one being on the left and one being on the right bothers me, but I think if one was on the bottom and one was on the top, it wouldn't. Well, then the whole thing could be centered, because the yeah. the the crescent... Yeah, but I mean, if it's you just so, cut the flag so the other wider. way, it still would it would still be off balance. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, for some reason, one of those directions bothers me and one doesn't. If this was either the star on top or the crescent on top, I think I'd like it better. So, yeah, that's one. Yeah. 
And we have the flag of Mexico with a little image. It's a green, white, red uh, tricolor with a little image of the story of the founding of Mexico City or whatever in the middle. Mm-hmm. That's the story of the snake that killed John Adams's mom getting its yep. comeuppance. Yep. He prayed uh, to the goddess America and she sent a big eagle and together they killed the snake that ate his mom. Mm-hmm. And it, on the right, we have the flag of Kenya, uh, black, red, green, white borders between uh, big Maasai shield in the middle, two spears. Very good flag. Yeah, you know, I, I think I always appreciated this flag, but until we started doing this project, I didn't realize how strong this is, in, like in my mind. Kenya, for me, is, it, is a contender. It's such a good flag. Is it better if the green is black again? Not to me. Then it would just be red, white, and black. I like it. I, for some reason, I like the green here. Okay. Kenya, your pick? Kenya's my pick here. Sorry, Mexico. I think Mexico's flag is not bad, frankly. Yeah, I think it is pretty good. It's not just a seal in the middle. It's big enough in there that you can kind of tell what's going on without having to get way in. Part of that may be because uh, we live close to Mexico and we learned what was on that flag in school. Maybe mm-hmm. that makes it more comprehensible than just three pyramids and there's a spear sticking out of one and yeah. it's got a Phrygian cap Look, on the top. Mexico, is sti- it still suffers from being too complicated in the middle. It's still too complicated, even if what it's depicting is really cool. There's just a lot. I mean, it could be worse. Uh, the middle could be uh, the outline of the country of Mexico. I think that would be a worse choice. <laughs> just a white name. flag, maybe, with the outline of Maybe just a white Mexico. flag with the out- an outline of the country. In the middle. So stupid. Cypress. Maybe a couple of laurel leaves or something. God. Come on, Cypress. I know you're barely a place. You're (laughs) just a place that that no one can decide who owns it. But, like, can we just... Come on. That's a garbage flag. And our last matchup here in uh, the round of 32, we have Trinidad and Tobago. It's like if Botswana broke bad. Yeah. A red... Again, it's the evil version of the Botswana flag. It's flipped the other direction. The... Diagonal bar doesn't include the corners, I like it. and it's uh, red and uh, white and black. Um, it looks to me the uh, the worst you can say about it is I feel like this is probably a naval signaling flag, sure. or just one that's basically this. It's some kind of like signal flag. Where I don't know if a hurricane's coming or what. Something. Yeah, exactly. Stay off the beach. It's something yeah. like, like that. Either that's bad algae or a shark <laughs> is around or something. I hope that would just have an outline of a shark. That's much easier to understand. I would think so. Uh, uh, and it's up against the flag of Israel, which is the a blue outline, six-pointed star with two blue stripes, one above and one below. But not on at white, the edge. Field. Yep, they don't encompass the whole field. Which I think and is I, I don't even know how to describe the ratios. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, is the white half. two-thirds of the blue? To me, it looks like it's half of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from maybe. From what I can see. Um... Mm. Boy, these are almost like opposite flags. So the Israeli like... flag looks a little bit like a towel. <laughs> if the flag of Trinidad and Tobago looks like a signal flag, That's true. the Israeli flag looks like a dish towel in some ways. Yeah, kind of. We never had a Israeli flag dish towels, did we? Mm. Our parents were big Israel boosters. That no, probably wouldn't have happened. Our aunt, our aunt never got them or anything because, you know, she's... Yeah. Anyway. She has an affection for their people. <clears throat> um... Boy, I'm kind of torn on this. I really like what Trinidad does, where it's diagonal, but it's not exactly diagonal. It doesn't go from corner to corner. It, like, yeah. misses the corners, and it makes it look kind of neat. 
yeah, it leaves the corners intact, but just exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, again, two two red triangles escaping from the black bar in the middle. <laughs> yes, they've separated. An elevator, a fancy elevator up and down button yep. or something like that. But Israel's just really, it's, it's, they're keeping it, it's weird. They keep it simple, but they're not, it's not that simple. Because of the way the two stripes, those two stripes are sort of independent hanging up there. They're not, they don't go to the edge of the flag, so it's not a tricolor. The star is there, but it's just an outline, and obviously it's a, it's a six pointed star. And I don't know, man. I'm having a tough one. What do you think? I think it's a judge's decision, not because we disagree, yeah, but because we, yeah. it's, it's hard hard to pick. Well, he's going to have a busy one because yeah, he's got uh, four, five. He's got five choices to make this week. Five of the sixteen. Yeah, we couldn't get it done. Now I I will say, I don't know if you want to go back, oh. but I will say that. Uh, Shannon reported that round two, he led through Lebanon's terrible tree of his own bracket. Okay. Bosnia's half stars. Okay. And the map of Cyprus. Map. So she reported all of that to me. And I don't know if that means we shouldn't trust him with these decisions, but the map if we had strong Cyprus. feelings that, that coincided, we wouldn't have to do this. So why would he want the map of Cyprus? I don't know. It's so wild. It's the worst flag I've ever seen. <laughs> it's terrible. Again, it really seems like someone didn't have an idea, thought the design had already been sent to the printer, and then when they got there, the printer said, so what do you want on it? And they're like, what? I have to do it? I thought someone else was taking care of this. I have to, I'm the one who has to... Okay. Uh, <laughs> they didn't uh, tell you what to do? Uh, boy. Uh, I'm just, I called them. I got their voicemail. Do you need this now? Oh, you need it now. Oh, uh, boy. I guess just put Cyprus on it. The words? Nah, just the. Uh, you know what it looks like. I mean, I don't. Do you have like a topographical I guess I don't. map of it? You could just do the topographic one. I have. <laughs> be uh, great if you could do that. No, nah, I got political. I uh, what well, that's gonna have to do. I have an atlas. I have an old atlas. Yeah, just do that. Do the outline. Then do you want it filled in in the middle? I guess. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, we did that. <sighs> we sure did. We gone and done it. Um, hey, next week. Yeah. Unless yeah. you have more. I was going to... I, I Just to bail Ryan out, I have a quiz. Oh, you have a quiz. Let's play the thing. We'll play the thing. Quiz time for Ryan and no one else. Torture for Judah and Matt. No one, he always complaining that we don't play <laughs> enough games or do quizzes or whatever. Yeah, we should do a quiz. All right. You have a quiz for me. I got one, and we're going to do one that is a subject that I think about all the time, which is military aircraft. And I oh, want you yeah. to see how many of the 10 most widely produced, the highest number of production models that ever came off the fucking assembly line, uh, military aircraft, top 10. Oh, boy. Uh, let's get some parameters in place. Okay. Are these all fixed wing? They are not. Some are some rotor craft. It is possible. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be tough. <laughs> uh, give me the Bell UH-1 Huey. Uh, boy. Mm. Number 10. 
So that's a hit. Yep. 16,000 plus, it says. It was produced from 1959 to 1987. C-130 Hercules. That is not a hit. Oh! No. I imagine they made a lot of them. But, I would have thought. Yeah, but no. Didn't didn't make it. What would they have a lot of? What you should do is think in your head to when a lot of the when you would no. need when yeah. would you need lots of lots right. of them. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. sorry. TBF Ab- Avenger. All right, let me take a look. <laughs> uh, no, the Avenger is not one of them. Let me see if even where... though they pushed all those ones into the ocean <laughs> after the war, they just didn't need them. What are you gonna they do? They pushed so many that they can't find that flight of five that went missing because the whole the whole coast of Florida is just fucking littered with them. <laughs> the Avenger is lower on the list. About ninety eight hundred were produced between nineteen forty one and nineteen forty five. Okay. So right now you're one of three. I don't know what. There's no scoring rubric. Just see what. Yeah, you, can you do. just just see what, until I run out of ideas. I guess. Yeah. Um, let's. What would there have been a lot of Hellcats? Let's take a look. The Hellcat was close. Okay. 12,275 between 1942 and 1945. Uh, 12,000. So 12,000 is not enough. No, 16,000 was number 10. So, okay. 16,000 was number 10. And that was the Again, Huey. that was the Huey. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot. All of these, there are more of than Hueys. Yeah. Um, That's wild. Let me just clarify for you that only is the, one other one on the list is a helicopter. Everything else is fixed wing. Oh so boy. there were two okay. helicopters and eight fixed wing on here. Uh, and by the way, this is doesn't have to be United States. It can be any country. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. Right, uh, but 16,000 is so many. Yeah, you'd think so. That for there to be like, Britain could not possibly have made enough Spitfires. Is that a guess? Yeah. It is on the list. How many Spitfires did they make? actually number three all time, 22,685. Oh my God. So I know they made a lot of models of Spitfire. They were like Mark 25 Spitfires and so on. These were produced between 38 and 48. This includes the Seafire, but almost all of them were straight Spitfires. Right. Okay. Um, So you've got uh, number three and number 10 knocked off the list. Are any of these Eastern Bloc? Sure. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. Wait, sure couldn't be a no, could it? Well, sure could be the Eastern Bloc is eligible. Oh, I didn't yes, they are... consider them. Yes, they, they make the list. Okay. So, uh, I'm just trying to think about the other helicopter for a minute. Okay. Is it the Hind? Mm, it is not. Is that the MI-26? Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, it is not the hind. Let me see where the hind, if it shows up anywhere. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Okay. Is it the... Is it just the Apache? Have there just been a ton of Apaches made? It is not the Apache. And then is it the Black Hawk? That's the only other thing I would think it could be. It is not the Black Hawk. Okay, that's wild. Um, they don't count the Bell Cobra as different from the Huey, do they? Mm, that's a good question. The AH-1? Da, 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 da. Uh, 
I'm looking to see if Cobra appears somewhere else on the list. I don't believe it does. Do a lot of uh, militaries have some uh, Eurocopter? Is that what? Is that what I'm not? I will say this is a Russian helicopter. Okay. Ooh, you know, Soviet. Whatever. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to be able to get it then if it's not the Hind. It is the Mi-8 slash Mi-17. Uh, which its name is the Hip. Okay. Yeah, I would never have gotten that in a million it's years. It's more of a of a personnel farrier, but it is strictly military. What else would we have made a lot, a lot of in World War Two? Yeah. Were there a ton of Corsairs? Mm, there probably were, but they do not make the list. Let me see where they show up. They had 12,571. So, again... A few thousand lower than the list. Yeah, uh, produced between 41 and 52. P-40s? Uh, closer, but still not the list. 13,738, produced between 39 and 44. I, I, like, I know we used to send huge fleets of bombers, but the numbers could not have been that. Like, there couldn't have been that many flying fortresses, could there? Mm, the Flying Fortress is not on the list. Let me see where it shows up. Uh, 12,731. So There close. were 12,700 Flying Fortresses? Is there I will a, say one of those? an American bomber is on the list. Okay. Uh, whew, what would it... What would it be? Yeah. <clears throat> Which one's the Flying Fortress? Uh, the Flying Fortress is the B-17. Okay. Uh, the 24, then? You are correct. 18,482. Produced between 40 and 45. It's the most produced heavy bomber and multi-engine aircraft. Um, I don't know what it means by that. Maybe by the United States during the war. That comment doesn't make a lot of sense, but... Uh, when I said this C-130... Well, maybe it is, though. Maybe that's true. Maybe it is the most produced double-engine aircraft. Or multi-engine. When I said the C-130, yeah. are there any other cargo planes on there? I would have thought that would be the most... Mm, let me take a look. Hot, most produced. Mm, it does not appear that any any cargo planes made it. So the rest of these are... They are military purpose. I mean, the f- f- combat. And they must be mostly fighters left, right? That would, that would, yes. Okay. MiG-17. MiG-17, no. MiG-21, then. No. Let me see where, MiG-21 had 13,996 and was produced until 2006. Uh, The MiG-17 had 10,367 and was produced until 1986. There is another MiG on the list. Is it the? Is it the nineteen? It is not the nineteen. Let me see where the nineteen is, if it even is on there. I don't think probably it probably isn't. I don't think it was nearly as popular. This one that is on the list is the uh, most produced jet, and it is number nine on the list. That gives you an idea of what else is on the list. Not I don't know, man. not the... jets. 
the 29 what what is it mig What's 15 the first one MiG 15 the first jet wow. fighter that appeared over korea and everyone went wait what well oh, i want to do over though wait what if you were yeah, an american pilot good though and that's the most produced jet so everything left everything on the list is a prop driven yeah. fighter or single engine bomber i think is what we're left with yeah there probably okay. isn't any way to describe the first <laughs> time somebody saw one of those over korea <laughs> And they just went, wait, though. It was like a weird stubby tube with a big open mouth. <laughs> with, a, with swept wings. Yeah. He just went, wait, though, wait, what? No. Hey, no. We can do that? <laughs> hey, I think it was a fish. I'm pretty sure that was a fish. <laughs> it's like, you'd want to do over so bad, but you wouldn't get one, is the thing. You'd have to fly home in your uh, fucking Mustang or whatever. Did they accidentally make enough P-51s for them to make the list? P-51 was close, uh, 15,586. So it's oh, actually that must have been real close. Number 12. Yeah. By the way, that uh, excludes the F-82 and other derivatives. Sure. I don't think Ooh. they made many F-82s, so I don't think it matters. Wasn't Avengers. Uh, Dauntless? No. Let me see. Dauntless, Dauntless, Dauntless. I don't see it. If they made enough Spitfires... Uh, the Dauntless, they made 5,900 of them. Okay. Uh, how many zeros were there? Good question. Does not appear in the, the top of the list. Not enough. Any of the others? Kates, Vals? No, no Japanese yeah. uh, aircraft. They just didn't make enough of them. Yeah. Uh, Wildcats? Mm. The Wildcat? Boy, I would have thought they would have made more of those. Oh, by the way, I found the zero. They made 10,900 of them, so they've okay. actually made a good number. Um, bah, 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 let me control F. The Wildcat, they made 7,885. So somewhere down the list. Uh, let me see. Uh, let me just make sure here at the top if there are any more Americans. Did the Germans make enough 109s or something? I confirmed there are no more Americans on the list. Uh, the BF-109 is number two. Okay. Guess the, check out this number. 34,852. Oh, holy shit! It is Man, the most produced fighter and single-seat aircraft. A lot of pilots must have bailed out and survived, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You can't imagine they found a new pilot for every one of those fuckers. I mean, they definitely were throwing up some real green pilots near the end, but um, yeah, I imagine they uh, they didn't get a loss every time. Uh, yeah, so like I said, most produced fighter and single-seater. And that's number two? That's number two. Number one's still open? Number one is still open. The most produced combat aircraft. And it's not a jet, and it's not a fighter. Yep. And it's not a single-seater. And it's not American. And it's not a multi-engine. And it's not a multi-engine. And it's not American. Ooh. It's a, it's a bomber? It's listed as a ground attack aircraft. A ground attack aircraft. At least two seats. Single, I uh, know, multi-engine. Nope, single engine. Single engine. 
not America. Because there are none of them above the B twenty four were uh, multi engine. I find this uh, challenging. I wonder if I'm going to be able to get this one. Um, well, let me know if you want me to tell you. But there are still, besides that, we haven't done one, two. That's it. So this one and two other ones are still on the list. Okay. Is it a German aircraft also? It is not. There is one more German aircraft on the list. Okay. Uh, is it Soviet? It is Soviet. Is it one of those yaks? It's not a yak. Huh. No no yaks made the list, but they did make a lot of yaks. Let me see. The Yak 9, they made 16,007. Oh. Sorry, I cut off the list too soon. Uh, so the Yak 9 <laughs> is, is number nine on the list. Okay, they made 16,769 of them. Sorry I fished that one out on you. That's my fault. Uh, Produced from 42 to 48. Is it like the IL-2 or something? It is the uh, Ilyushin IL-2. They made 36,183 of these fuckers in four years. I know almost nothing about that aircraft. It's kind of ugly. It's like if a fighter was like went to the gym a lot. (laughs) It's real like a John Cook fighter. I have a video game where you can fly one. It's not a good game. Which one is it? It's called like IL-2. Oh, yeah. It's one of those games that's named after the fighter or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, I will say in World War II, the difference between ground attack and fighters was just kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of slow. It's called IL-2 Sturmovic colon 1946. Okay. Yeah. The difference between fighters and ground attack aircraft in World War II was like, I don't know. It's slower. It's got better armor. Maybe it's got more machine guns. Like it's... It, 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 you know, it's a superficial. They were a lot like fighters, but yeah, I've logged uh, ninety six minutes in this game, so it couldn't have been that good. Uh, this was the yeah. most produced plane in the world uh, until the Cessna one seventy two surpassed it in the two thousands. Wow! Yeah, there have been forty four thousand wow. Cessna one seventy twos made, but it's not a combat aircraft. So okay, and you already gave away the Yak, so there's one plane left on the list. No, there's two. I just I totally okay. missed. Where I was on the list. So there's still two more. One's a German and one's a Soviet. Oh man, there's another Soviet. Uh-huh. But good luck getting this one, by the way. I'm not. I'm just I'm just simply not. Because <laughs> it's not. It's like, it's a biplane. Oh, man. Yeah, I have no chance. I have no chance of getting it. Yeah, it's the PO2, the Polakarpov. Yeah, PO2. no chance. It was, uh, for a, it was like a multi-role reconnaissance, whatever. The uh, the German plane is it a Focke-Wulf or a Heinkel? Got to be one. It of It is one right? of those. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think I'm going to be able to come up with the numbers for either of them. It's the uh, Focke-Wulf uh, FW190. Uh, I would have been able to come up with that. <laughs> I had just I had just thought was it 190? Is it the 190? Twenty twenty thousand of those fuckers were made. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, World War II was pretty wild because those things were much easier to make than than airplanes now. And they would just be like, yeah, we're just going to make like fucking 4,000 of those this month. No big deal. Like, Yeah, for sure. And the U.S. government could just say, hey, Ford, you're making bombers now uh-huh. or whatever. But even so, it seems like the U.S. did not have many entries on this list. No, we, um, um, we made a lot of different kinds of fighter. So our total numbers were still obviously the most. 
we ended yeah, up that with is the most. true but we just we made so many different kinds as the war progressed we kept introducing new models that we didn't really because like even like the, like i asked you about the f4f but not the f6f or you did, you, i think you asked me about both um, did i ask you about both yeah but like things like the p47 is almost on the list but doesn't make right. it the t6 texan the trainer we made a shit ton of those um fucking uh, you, you already asked about the p40 um but the b17 you mentioned that didn't make the list the corsair hellcat etc so yep well yeah and what yeah and you know we have some long serving aircraft like we've been making the b52 for a long time but we haven't there was no reason for us ever to no. make that many of them. <laughs> no you don't need that many you don't need one a does a pretty good job once the C-130 wasn't on there, I knew we weren't going to see the 141 or the C-5 or anything. Yep. Yeah, like the P-38, they maybe, made 10,000 Maybe the C-17, but even so. Let me see. Yeah, I didn't think there would be enough P-38s. Yeah. So that's, uh, I did it. I did a, a, a list and a game or whatever. Quiz. It's a cool quiz that I wonder if any of our listeners. Maybe Ryan will care. Will have played along. Yeah, exactly. It's possible. I mean, it's just for him. As the the jingle says so. So it does say for, specifically says for no one else. Yeah. All right. Well, next week is a Star Trek. Yeah, it's week seventy six. I'm excited because we're inching inching closer to the end of TOS. There's only seventy nine of them. If you, you have four to go, I have three to go. I've already watched this week. Yeah, you sent me a uh, great screenshot. Uh, if you are playing along at home, you should watch the Cloud Minders. I mean, or just don't. Or just don't. I probably don't. It's fine. Brothers. Yeah, I'm kind of not looking forward to it. It's just going to be a lot of Spiner, right? It's a real Spinery. There's at least three guys in it. He'd already had played two previously, and someone said, what if we could work a third (laughs) one in? I can top it. Seriously, if you let me do it, I can can play three guys. Fuck. Uh, We're watching Rejoined. I don't remember, but that's clearly a a trill. It's a big trill episode. Maybe she violates a trail taboo regarding old relationships. Yeah, you told me to look out for that. Okay. Uh, Year of Hell Part 2. How are they going to get out of this year of hell? Let's get some more anoraks. Is is Red Foreman going to reveal anything else about himself since we had to do 40 (laughs) minutes before he told us his name? (laughs) Fucking guy. And um, it's alien Nazis in (laughs) World War II in Stormfront Part 1. Yeah! (laughs) It's going to be great. That's what we're doing next week, guys. We are on the clock. Yeah. We're on the clock. And then, um, yeah, then we'll do another mailbag a week after that. So send us more mail at Brother Date on the Twitter machine. Uh, go to BrotherDate.com and check out all the dumb stuff we do. And you can find episodes there, too, in case you listen to this by accident. And um, uh, send us some email, brothers at BrotherDate.com. You can get us on the iTunes and podcatchers that catch the iTunes. And um, that's it, man. Uh, as you believe, so shall you do, so shall you do, as you believe. So shall you do. On the fifth, Shannon writes, uh, at Brother Date, hooray for more fruit talk. Yeah, we did do some of that. Boy, we really, we have a good podcast, huh? It's really good, and by the way, the feedback we get is outstanding, because what they want is more fruit talk.